When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss spirit podcast with Ben Garrett and David Johnson. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports Day's guests on Talk of Champions. It's Kentrell Lockett, former Ole Miss defensive lineman, going to talk some Super Bowl, New Orleans getting the bad call, that kind of stuff. But first, it's David. What's up, man? How are you this morning? I'm kind of groggy. I don't know. I'm just it's not into it today. What are you doing? What's up with yeah, you? I'm getting ready for this big junior day Ole Miss is going to host on Saturday. And, uh, the final stretch, the last few days to the February 6th National Signing Day. What happens See, on a junior day? I, you know, it's an opportunity for the players to get to know the coaches a little bit better, the coaches to get to know the players a little bit better there'll be some organized activity you know they'll they'll see the academic side of things it's really kind of your first uh and not first for a lot of these guys but the first kind of in mass of hey these are the guys we're really looking at hard for this upcoming cycle and they everybody just wants to get to know one another a little bit better you know leave that that really good lasting first impression so going into next Wednesday, has anything changed since we last talked earlier this week? We I think we published on Tuesday, covered all the different prospects left on the board. Anything changed? You know, I, at this time of the year, things are constantly changing. Um, you know, if you ask me who I feel good about right now, and, and I want to preface that uh, that can change. But, you know, the ones I think Ole Miss has a legitimate shot at signing on Wednesday, I would start off with Lakaya Henry. Uh the, the nation's number one inside Juco linebacker. He's at Texas right now as we speak. His official visit at Texas began on Thursday. But uh, I was able to talk to him right before he got on the airplane uh, to head to Austin from Dodge City, Kansas. And uh, uh, glowing review of Ole Miss, but Lakai has been real careful not to tip his hand. The one thing I can tell you, though, is that, uh, that he told me, hey, his mom wants him at Ole Miss. Now, he underscores that won't be the underlying factor, that not the primary factor in what his decision is because, you know, he's exactly right when he says, you know, I'm the guy that's going to have to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and run and puke and sweat and bleed and all that stuff. So 
he, he's going to make sure he goes to the program he thinks is the, the best fit for him. But I like where Ole Miss sets with him right now. I really do. I think they, they hit it out of the park on his official visit last weekend. Uh, they've got to weather Texas. And uh, Arkansas's right there. When I asked him the two coaches that, that he was the closest to in his whole recruiting process, first name out of his mouth was Arkansas defense coordinator John Chavis. And Chavis was in Dodge City earlier this week to see him. Second name out of his mouth was John Sumrall, the Ole Miss linebackers coach. And, of course, the entire defensive staff for Ole Miss, Mike McIntyre, every position coach, they flew to Dodge City, Kansas, on Wednesday for their final face-to-face with Lakaya before he makes his decision next Wednesday. But I do feel good about him. I think Ole Miss is going to hold on to Jonathan Mingo. And that's very, very important. Uh, you know, it may not be the, uh, you know, the headline buster that it would be had he not already been committed to this class. But, but it will be a success story if they're able to hold on to him and sign him next Wednesday. Remember, he did not sign during the December early signing period. Uh, John Plumley. The dual threat quarterback out of Oak Grove High School down in the Hattiesburg area. Listen, I, I feel good about him right now. Now, he's going to take an official visit to Florida State this weekend. Uh, he's still kicking around, uh, obviously, Georgia, where technically he remains committed. Uh, he's also looking at Auburn. He took an official visit there. He took an official visit to Mississippi State. He was on his official visit to Ole Miss last weekend. And as I just mentioned, he's at Florida State this weekend. I think we're going to know early next week what John Plumley is going to do. I, I think we're going to know probably before Wednesday where he's going to go to school. But I like Ole Miss's chances right there. Jerry on Ely. Uh, look, the best I could describe it right now, in my opinion, and in my opinion only, others have a, a different opinion on this. I just think it's a coin toss, Ben. I mean, you know, I'm talking to people out at Clemson who are very, very confident that Jerry on Ely will be a Clemson Tiger next Wednesday. But then right here in the home state, there are a lot of of sources that that believe Jerry on Ely is going to sign with Ole Miss next Wednesday. Now, of course, his saga won't be over. You know, that that won't end until the June Major League Baseball first year players draft. And probably a couple of weeks following that, as he contemplates whether or not he's going to sign to play professional baseball or actually arrive on a college campus. Uh, you know, the other guys out there right now, uh, you know, it, the balls are still in the air on Amante Spivey, the three-star running back out of Phoenix city, Alabama. Look, he, he just went totally dark on us after his official visit to Ole Miss remains committed to Arkansas. And, and I don't know exactly how to read that. I don't read that necessarily as a bad thing, uh, because if, if Spivey had visited Ole Miss and, and went back home and said, Hey, I'm staying committed to Arkansas. I don't think he would be as quiet as he has been. I think he's deciding something right now. Thus, uh, that's why he's shying away from the media, if if that makes any sense at all. The podcast brought to you by El Agave Mexican Grill. School started back, and everybody has to deal with it in their own way. Well, might I suggest the best Tex-Mex in town for some comfort food? Whether you're a parent or student, if you live in Oxford or New Albany, your stop is El Agave Mexican Grill for the best food, drinks, and atmosphere. At El Agave, there's top-shelf Mexican food in a cantina at both locations, and with a warm and inviting atmosphere, you and your family can make yourself at home. It's the best Mexican around that starts with high-quality ingredients and careful preparation. The kitchen gets busy early every morning because El Agave starts from scratch. Every day, making fresh salsa, boiling chilies for their homemade red and green chili dishes, slow cooking their lean cuts of beef and pork, and then pouring the broth 
often to their homemade sauces. There's nothing like having a full house of folks over for a great Mexican fiesta. So come on over to El Agave in Oxford and or New Albany, 2305 West Jackson Avenue in Oxford, 650 Park Plaza in New Albany. You won't find better Mexican food or margaritas anywhere else. Try the street tacos. Stay for the food and the experience. El Agave Mexican Grill. The podcast also brought to you by Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. The car buying process can be overwhelming. Believe me, I've been there, like recently. <laughs> You're just looking to get the best deal anyway, right? If that's the case, and to avoid the headache, head on over to Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. They're going to take care of you and get you into your next vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels is Brian and Mason and the rest of the staff aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Tell them Talk of Champions sent you. They're hardcore Ole Miss fans, so they'll probably want to talk some Ole Miss basketball, baseball, spring football practices. But more importantly, they'll want to make the process as seamless as possible and make sure you get what you want at a good price. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Ole Miss basketball takes on Mississippi State Saturday at 2.30 p.m., Trying to bounce back from that Florida game. That was a tough loss for Ole Miss basketball. There's no no getting around it. But right now, ranked number 40 team in the country, according to KenPalm.com. Got Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Georgia, Auburn, Missouri as their next five. Projected to win four out of their next five. But, of course, with this team, you just don't know right now because of the way in which they're playing. But Mississippi State could be without Nick Witherspoon. Whether or not that plays into Ole Miss having an advantage or not remains to be seen. Both teams, as they were when they met last month, very much um, even by comparison. But this is the toughest stretch they've faced all year, not just because they've lost four out of their last five games, but because of the quality of the competition. They're about to get into one of the easier stretches of their schedule. After Mississippi State, Texas a and is the number 129 team in the country, according to Ken Palm. Georgia's 97. Now, you got to go to Auburn, and that's going to be a tough one, and that's the number 15 team, according to Ken Palm. But then you got Missouri at 95 and South Carolina at 109, and then Georgia again at 97. So it's an opportunity in and of itself to get back on track. But it, it would be really important to get the win on Saturday against Mississippi State, especially after how tough Wednesday was. That was a really tough loss. And I know there's been a lot of debate about Ole Miss should have fouled, and I agree with it. Um, I also want to make a point to say, yes, I would have fouled. I'm not the coach. Carmen Davis said if it had been six seconds or less, he most certainly would have fouled. And the reasoning I got, but that's why you debate, because you don't have to agree on everything. However, K.J. Buffin could not have guarded that three-point shot any better. And Kevon Allen made one three out of seven attempts in the entire game and happened to be that miracle. Not a miracle shot, because he's just a good shot. Everything had to go right, and it did for Florida. It's unfortunate. If you're an Ole Miss fan, it's easy to go, oh, we are Ole Miss stuff, and I understand. And Yancey Porter's been one of those people. But at the end of the day... K.J. Buffin guarded as well as he could, almost lost in the overtime period. Now you look forward, and their their schedule is about to come, become probably the easier – not easiest because it's not easy, but the best stretch for them to build wins or to stack wins on top of each other is coming right now. But it's an important one on Saturday against Mississippi State, a really big one. Yes, he called me last night uh, to talk about some recruiting stuff, but we had to, I had to listen to him for the first 15, 20 minutes talk about Florida's. Uh, last second shot over Ole Miss, and and, and it's affected Taking our hard. boy. Yeah. It, it really, it really, it truly really has. Uh, he he actually confided in me, and, and I'm going to share this anyway. Um, that when he did finally fall to sleep on Wednesday night, 
he dreamed about the game and dreamed oh. Ole Miss lost again. Oh, so, God. so he is taking it hard, but uh, but I get it, you know. And you 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 mentioned, yeah, I mean, of course, tomorrow's game against Mississippi State, and then having to go to Auburn, hard to beat somebody twice, and uh, you know, those are going to be giant tasks for this Ole Miss basketball team. I don't think the book's close on this team, Ben. It's and not. I mean, I mean, they're still projected 20 and 11, 10 and 8, and, and, and today Joe Lenardi had them number nine seed in the NCAA tournament. The idea that everything ended on Wednesday is absurd. You get Texas A&M at home next Wednesday, then Saturday followed up with a road trip to Georgia, then the road trip to Auburn, then you come home from Missouri and South Carolina. Now, South Carolina has done a really good job of building wins in the SEC, and that's a credit to Frank Martin. That team's going to play hard. It's not, never going to be a layup. Um, but you look at where they were winning against Florida, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. Lose to LSU, beat Auburn. They've lost to Oklahoma State and Tennessee. South Carolina, you don't really quite know what they're going to be, but they're going to be challenging. They're going to push you. However, this is a stretch of games coming up after Mississippi State in which Ole Miss could potentially stack some wins um, on top of each other. And they need that. They just need to start stacking some wins, get that winning mentality going. Because once you hit February 27, that's Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and then you close the season with Missouri. But Tennessee, Arkansas, Arkansas Kentucky is a tough three-game stretch. Um, that Arkansas trip to Fayetteville sandwiched between home games against Tennessee and Kentucky. It's, it's, it's going to be a tough finish. However, Ole Miss is entering a stretch in which uh, the games will be not so difficult or at least an opportunity for them to get some wins. I will say, too, this was identified as the toughest stretch. If they could get out of this stretch, I'm speaking of LSU, Arkansas, Alabama, Iowa State, Florida, Mississippi State, six-game stretch, get out of it splitting three and three, They would have that would have been success. Well, they're not going to do that. They've lost four of those games. So that's why this Mississippi State game is so important. You don't want to go one and five in the stretch. This is, this is way too important to go one and five in the stretch. That's why the Florida game hurts more than anything. And, and, and I guess something else that, that just to probably keep you hang your track hat on, you know, what? Yeah, yeah. Something else you could hang your hat on, though. A couple of weeks ago, the the outlook, the prognosis on Devontae Shuler didn't look sunny and rosy. And all of a sudden, it looks like he's getting better, Ben. Yeah, it, it didn't look good. He now still appears limited. His makeup speed is not what it was. So if he rotates off, getting back to close out on a shooter, you can see it. There's a delay there. It's not the same type of burst that he had, but you're right. He's still playing at a very high level or playing more at a high level now than he was when the initial diagnosis came. I think he's learning to deal, uh, manage the pain, and the rehab's really helping him. He's going to be limited all year in terms of what he can do and what he can be, but a little bit of Devontae Shuler or Devontae Shuler at 72% or 65%, whatever it might be, is better than no Devontae Shuler at all. Ole Miss can't compensate for no Devontae Shuler. So having him in some capacity is certainly important. He looked as healthy as he has since he was announced to have a stress reaction in his foot against Florida. That's the best he's looked. And there was more burst going to the rim. Yeah, But you can, tell, you can tell there's a little bit of a uh, – a step behind there for Devontae, at least from what he used to be or what he was. All right. All right. Misery loves company. So yeah. it comes out this week that Missouri. Oh, I was going to say, a, yeah. Got a postseason bowl ban for 2019 uh, in regards to a, a, a tutoring scandal. But it not only affects Unreal. football, but it affects baseball and softball. There's even some question hanging out there right now. And I don't know if it's been resolved whether or not Missouri can even compete in the SEC baseball and softball tournaments. Uh, but definitely no NCAA postseason for football, 
softball and baseball Unreal. at the University of Missouri. What do you think about that? I, I mean, I mean, that's I mean, Ole Miss fans certainly aren't shocked by it because they've experienced it and had to live through the asinine takes of the NCAA. But second SEC football team, I mean, as soon as Ole Miss rolls off the bowl band, here comes another one. This yet again shows any school out there or any fans of schools out there that think, oh, my school, oh, we, we do it the right way, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's skirting the rules in some way. That doesn't matter to me. But if you think that the NCAA won't come to get you or that you should in any way cooperate with the NCAA once it says it's found something, you're fooling yourselves. Missouri, as Ole Miss tried to do at least initially, Gave the NCAA the shovel and said, hey, this is where everything hands up. Here's Here's where the bones are buried in the backyard. Here's the shovel. Go find them. And cooperating with the NCAA never works. You're Uh, not going to get leniency. You're just allowing them to hang you. You're giving them the uh, noose in which to hang you. The age uh, is being ushered in of of no school is going to ever and they cooperate with the NCAA because if you don't, as Miami and North Carolina both ha- have proven, uh, you're going to come out of this a lot better than you are if you say, okay, we did it. Uh, let us help you hang us. That's essentially what we've seen here recently. Yeah, and people will say, well, USC, what, what gave them the punishment that they got, why it was so harsh was because partially they didn't cooperate with the NCAA. How much worse would it have been? They still got the death penalty, effectively. How much worse could it have been had they not cooperated and fought tooth and nail against the NCAA? And then David Roberts, the NCAA Committee on Infractions Panel Chief Hearing Officer, comes out and says that (laughs) there was no evidence that Missouri pushed pushed that tutor to commit fraud. And also that, yeah, I, I could understand why schools right now would think it's foolish to cooperate with us. Yeah. What are you doing? And you got players on Missouri's roster saying, we didn't have anything to do with this, and yet we're getting punished for it. Sound awfully familiar, doesn't it? Well, one thing we do know that's going to happen at Missouri, and you can you can put some money on this, is their director of compliance will either be reassigned or fired here in the next few months. Yeah, and still won't do anything to solve the overall problem. And that's that the NCAA is a backwards, regressive institution that schools should realize they have more power over themselves than anyone else get rid of this inane backwards institution and operate yourselves have a a panel unto yourselves self-govern self-govern yourselves you know and that's that that in theory is what the ncaa is supposed to be but it but has not yeah no it's become an overweight floundering uh former shell of of what it was intended to do and it is corrupt uh, there is there is no doubt about that. There is corruption in the NCAA when they can turn a blind eye to what was going on in basketball, and it takes the FBI getting involved to move the NCAA on that. When you full well know they totally understood what was going on in basketball, just like they totally understand what's going on in football. Look, there's not a person in that NCAA office that that doesn't know how college football at the power five level, how the recruiting works. Not a person that could 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 honestly claim ignorance to that. Yet that's how they carry out these investigations. When a coach lets someone sleep on his couch, it's like committing murder. And 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 yet they 
they know the theater in which they operate, and that's why the NCAA has become a farce. It is a money-grubbing farce. It's a complete and total joke. And I saw, I think it was Stuart Mandel post, they couldn't get North Carolina, so they punished Missouri. There's a little bit of truth to that. I will say North Carolina closed up shop and said, okay, prove it. Go go try. Go try to prove it, NCAA. Piss off. Try. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what you have to do. I, I, I'm, I understand that there's a little bit of Rebel Rags fatigue right now as far as the lawsuit, only because it drags out, as all lawsuits do. But there's a lot of news in there. And I think the biggest news that came out recently was that Judge Kelly Luther ruled – to push forward with the whole lawsuit, that depositions needed to happen, that the NCAA's arguments were in, were asinine, uh, that, oh, wait, you disasso- you t- encouraged Ole Miss to disassociate Terry Warren and Rebel Rags, but yet in your defense of yourself, which you can not change now that you've put it on record in filing in this lawsuit, was that, oh, no, he didn't do anything wrong. It, it, no, it was Ole Miss, and yet you encouraged the oh, Ole Miss to disassociate. If you push the NCAA, see what the NCAA thinks it can do is punish you any way in which it can and will exhaust you as far as dragging out lawsuits or anything like that for so long that ultimately you grow tired of it. You throw up your hands and say, I'm sick of it, and you're done. They feel like they can just lean on you for so long that you get exhausted and you stop. Well, you found one party in Terry Warren who isn't like that. He hasn't stopped. So to see what comes of that will be interesting, but it goes beyond that as well. That's, that's a good USA. point. Uh, I mean, they operate just like the IRS or the FBI. Yes. I mean, I mean they have all the resources at their disposal, and they're going to pile Except everything subpoena power. On. That's why you should close up shop. I'm sorry. Yeah, no subpoena power there. You know, you know though, when I, when I, I really quit trusting the NCAA, remember those commercials they put out with – I chose D2. Remember that? With all the student athletes, sure. hey, I chose D2. Sure. Look, nobody chooses Division II. Nobody chooses Division II. Do you know the difference in, in, a, in a scholarship at a, at a Division I institution, particularly a Power Five institution versus a Division II? Nobody chooses D2. I just had to get that off my chest there. Oh, okay. Well, all I can think to myself with each one of these new stories comes out. Why does any school cooperate ever? And and I said this specifically to Ross Bjork recently. And I, it might have been on this podcast. I can't remember. When the NCAA inevitably comes back, when Ole Miss does something that the NCAA believes is above its station, at some point, whenever that happens again in football, basketball, baseball, when it inevitably comes back, because Ole Miss can't win at this level is what the NCAA will determine. If Ole Miss does not close up shop, double bird the NCAA and say, okay, prove it, then they're dumb. And that speaks to every single school out there. There are only certain schools that are protected. Alabama is protected. Georgia is protected. Florida, to an extent, is protected. Everyone else is fair game in the SEC. Missouri, welcome to the SEC. You wanted this. You wanted to be a part of this. Well, now you know what it feels like to be considered little brother. This is what happens. They're going to try to come get you, even though Missouri hasn't won anything in the last, what, three, four, five years? Yeah, and don't forget, you know, they're sniffing around Texas A&M right now as well. Of course. Of course. This is what they do. And if you're a school right now that looks at Ole Miss, that looks at Missouri, 
hell, look at USC. They all, in some form or fashion, tried to, quote, cooperate, and it didn't work for them. Dave Roberts just admitted, yeah, you probably shouldn't cooperate. There's no other takeaway from this if you're an NCAA enforcement staffer. What is any administrator or fan or school in general supposed to take away from all of this other than why should you cooperate ever, ever? Ole Miss would have still gotten punished the exact same way had it not cooperated. I don't see how it could have been very much worse, to be honest. No, I mean, of course you fight back whenever they say, okay, we've got this now. This is what we've got. Here's the text or here's the, quote, smoking gun. Here it is. You fight that, and Ole Miss fought so much stuff and got it mitigated. Like, the NCAA tried to keep Dante Moncrief from playing at Alabama or against Alabama. I can't remember his home or away. But tried to keep Dante Moncrief off the field. Up until that Friday leading up to that game, he was not going to play. He was not going to be allowed to play. And Ole Miss fought it and fought it and fought it, and he was able to play. So you fight the things that they say they, quote, have, even though – what they have is arbitrary or nonsense. You fight that, but you don't give them anything. You don't hand over texts. You don't hand over university-issued phones. They don't have subpoena power. You don't give them anything, ever. Missouri gave them the shovel, and guess what happened? They got buried. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and not for fighting uh, the sanctions and appealing the, the recruiting restrictions, there would not be a junior day on the Ole Miss campus mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. So You're they exactly did get right. that one back. So you got to fight back when they say they have something, but giving them the tools in which to get you is dumb. And Missouri is the latest example. The NCAA is such a fraudulent organization. That's the big thing for me. There's such a lying sack of crap, it's such a lie. We're guardians of the game. No, you're not. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. Oh, they're doing a your selective punishers. Yeah. yeah, get that out of here. I don't. I don't want to hear any of it. Well, I didn't mean to throw you there, but I thought. Oh, that I was wanted to. I was, I was gonna. I was gonna uh, go there. I was gonna go there. This is talk of champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels two four seven. Gonna go down to the Chinese Pharmacy phone line to speak to Contrell Lockett. Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. The Rams and the Patriots. He's a New Orleans native. They're still upset about the non-call in the Saints game. But we're going to talk about that, uh, what it's like for a player during Super Bowl week. He's got a lot of friends from Ole Miss, from Brandon Bolden to Carlos Thompson, who's with the Rams, to Woodrow Hamilton, you name it, who have been a part of this, have, have known what it's like uh, in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. But much more than that, we talk about his recruitment a little bit at Ole Miss since we're talking about Missouri and recruiting and NCAA stuff. For all your pharmaceutical needs, Cheney's Pharmacy is the place to go. Cheney's offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally-owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. At Cheney's Pharmacy, you get the best customer service out there. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online, ChaneysPharmacy.com. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Going now to the Cheney's Pharmacy phone line for the 40-yard dash. He's Kentrell Lockett, former Ole Miss defensive lineman. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. What's the latest with Kentrell? What's going on in your world? Uh, nothing. Face all scarred up from Bo. 
scratched up, like feel like I've been in the football game. Other than that, still kind of, you know, um, pissed off from the Saints game, the way it ended previously. Now I got to act like I'm excited for the Super Bowl, which I was more excited for the Pro Bowl than I was for the Super Bowl just because the Saints ain't in it. But, yeah, that's my day, my week. And on top of it, of it, you know, Anthony Davis asking for a trade now. So it's just been a sad week if, you, if you're a fan of any of the New Orleans sports. If you're an Ole Miss recruitnik, you'll remember Kentrell was a four-star prospect out of New Orleans when you came out, signed with Ole Miss. So, yeah, you're probably not having the best of weeks because being a New Orleans native, it's got to be pretty frustrating. Did you see then – uh, the clown shirt of Roger Goodell that Sean Payton was wearing as he was speaking to the media the other day. That was great. No, I didn't see that. Maybe that's when I need to see. Yeah. I've seen the yeah. host of, of every other thing. I've seen the, the shirts Cam Jordan been wearing. You know, I saw um, I saw, uh, I saw saw the receivers throwing, well, some of the Saints receivers throwing their Super Bowl tickets in a garbage can and all other types of things. Now, that's a bit extreme. You can give them to me, buddy. Hey, Tom, you can send them to me. You send to me, show sure. me and Ben will gladly take up the two seats, the two tickets. That oh you yeah, no, I would, I would wear cowboy stuff, but I would go. <laughs> hey, now see, now, now that's the one stipulation. Can wear well, well, you may blend in and look like a patriot. Well, the problem is, home, but... the problem is when you're a fan of the Cowboys, the only time you really get to enjoy Super Bowl time is if you do go to the big game. I've been there twice, and both times wear your Cowboys gear because that's the closest the Cowboys will ever get to the Super Bowl apparently forever. Uh, they haven't yeah. been back to the NFC Championship game since 1995 or 66, I think. So, yeah. yeah this is the closest, uh, this is the yeah. closest Tony Romo got, too. <laughs> One his fault. It was the talent surrounding him offensively. I don't want to get into oh, that. So, they gave, so, up a, gave up a first rounder. It wasn't his fault? I mean, he's a good player, but he liked, he, he, he liked in some areas just like Sure, but he's just, I'm, a Tony, I'm a Tony Romo apologist. Tony Romo took teams that should have been Six and ten, to at best eight and eight, and made them twelve win teams. Now he did have his forgettable moments, especially in the postseason. I think mm-hmm. very, very, very fondly of, and I say that sarcastically, the field goal botch by Tony Romo against the Seahawks. I was in Disney World. My brother and I. I actually got a funny story about that. And we're getting off topic even before we get started, but we're in Disney World, and it's my twin brother Stephen and I. And we're sitting there watching the Cowboys and the Seahawks, and this is back when. Been foolishly partook in dipping. I was a very, very devoted dipper. And we're sitting there, and I'm watching the Cowboys game, and the fumble happens. The game's over. Steven tells it that I just got up in silence, walked out of the room, and walked down. A few hour, maybe 30 minutes later, a few minutes later at least, Steven comes down. I'm in the arcade of the Fort Wilderness Lodge at Disney World. He said, I have a massive dip in my mouth. Playing the X Men arcade game. You remember that old arcade game? Yeah, I can see it. I, yeah, I definitely can see it, man. Steven doesn't say anything. He just walks up, puts his coin in, and we beat X Men in silence. That's what I did. That's how I coped. It's better to cope that way than I do now. I did a pretty good job of handling my emotions when the Cowboys inevitably lost to the Rams. I fully expected it. And I was doing good. I, I was frustrated, but I wasn't. And yet something just boiled up inside me, and I took my remote control and threw it into my hardwood flooring, which left a big chip, and I tried to explain it away to my wife. didn't go well, so I had to go clean that up with a paint marker and all that. But yeah, other than that, I'm a great fan. 
But as a Saints fan, I would assume that it's much more frustrating that there were many a remote control thrown into hardwood floors after the nine call. I don't want to rehash something that's over a week old now, but you have to be extraordinarily frustrated at this point and and looking and watching the Super Bowl in a way that many others aren't. Are you even going to pay attention to it all that much? This is the first time I've been really disinterested. Uh, Let me tell you why. First off, first off, I'm disinterested because we're not there. Second off, because it's Tom Brady. I'm tired of seeing that show. It's like it's it's on repeat. I'm just tired of seeing it. As uh, is, if anything, it'll be interesting if Tom Brady lose. But you know how he gonna play first half compared to second half. Don't hate you on know, greatness. I, Don't hate on greatness now. Don't I'm not that. hating on greatness. I'm just saying it's uh, it's. I'm tired of that broken record. Tired of Bill Belichick. I understand this is a dynasty, it, it, but it, it has to be ruined. You know, there has to rain on this parade eventually. And if anybody gonna do it. You know, the the young the young team with, with McVay, they may do it. But at the same time, man, you know, Tom Brady is one person in the first half, and he is second person in the second half. He drank him that vegan smoothie at halftime, and he come back, and he a different person. You know, but I'm really – I'm more interested in the halftime show, in the commercials, in the new movies, in the new trucks, the Budweiser commercial, the Chevy, the Ford, see how they're going to be competing – I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm the nuances of the game. I am gonna be interest interested in just to see the flag that's gonna be thrown here that should have been thrown. But other than that, I, I don't care who playing because the Saints ain't playing. The, nope. the halftime show was saved for me because I think Travis Scott's gonna perform with Maroon Five. Maroon Five is the most. Well, Maroon Five isn't performing anymore. It's Travis now. I don't know why they're not performing. Yeah, they are. Wait, just, what? Yeah, Maroon Five isn't performing anymore. I don't know what's the issue or what happened why they're not performing, but Travis is is the sole performer now. Man. No, he's not. No, he's not. No. From what I heard, I heard yes. This no, was I'm, reading, I'm reading it right now in a Google search. Maroon Five. Oh well. Okay, yeah. Well, what was the issue of them saying he, they won't be performing and where they would be? I, I think at I don't. I don't know. I think more or less they're just they're, just, they're trying to Probably dig for anything. But my, I was going to say Maroon Five is such a just chalky pick to be the Super Bowl halftime show if you drew up in Atlanta too yeah why well if you're gonna do Atlanta you should have done outcast that's just of course yeah Andre but he's 3, supposed to be been. he's supposed to be out there too though I heard I, oh it's gonna be Andre, big boy yeah it's big boy, big boy Travis yeah. Scott yeah yeah but I wanted Andre Andre's the one of the greatest rappers of all time if you're gonna be that Atlanta, I thought yeah yeah T.I. yeah uh, you gotta bring out all the greats new T.I. You know? new age T.I. is not any good now, no, I, early two thousand versus TIP yeah. trap music and yeah. stuff with the hat on sideways. Yeah, twenty fours TI was great. That was and Gucci Mane, oh six Gucci Mane. Gucci would be great. Mine would be Run the Jewels. But I think they would put on a fire halftime show. The problem with the Super Bowl halftime show is you're trying to appeal to as broad of an audience as you possibly can. So you want to be able to not necessarily just boil over all of your different demographics. You just want to touch up against, like, a, be a C for every single demographic. Yeah. You don't want an A yeah. for anybody. I you think they would. I think they would with the Migos. You know, you you go from you go from uh, finish line commercials to as far as to Mountain Dew. And, you know, in any way in, there, in between, that's a lot of things that fall in between there <laughs> from Mountain Dew because I'm not – I don't drink Mountain Dew personally. And I know some people that drink Mountain Dew, and the pe- and those people that drink Mountain Dew, they tend to be the same type of people with mannerisms, what they do, what they're involved in. So I know it appeals to that group of people, you know. But it's just, it just, it's 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 not like Prince or nobody out there. Nobody gonna faint. It's not Michael Jackson, you know. Paramedics don't need to be on hand. But at the same time, 
I'm just I was curious. there in Miami when Prince sang Purple Rain in the Rain. I was there in, in attendance. It's one of my greatest members. I will say, to, they could have just dipped and leaned into nostalgia and gone with Criss Cross. They're from Atlanta. Something yeah, like that. they could have did that. TLC. They could have went real old school. Man, they should have just turned into a whole freak Nick. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off topic. I'm sorry. Um, Ole Miss you know has one is. player in the Super Bowl, right? Carlos Thompson? Carlos Thompson. From last I heard, he was on the Rams. Last I heard, he was there. That's the the lone soldier, man. If the Saints would have went, we wouldn't have had anyone. Uh, not that I think. No, yeah, we would have. Uh, Woody, Woodrow Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, so Kansas City would have had Big Bree. Yeah, Breland would have been there. Yep, first year, but man, first year playing, he made well, he did some damage this year. Name called, he was on a good stage. Well, he fell into a perfect situation with the team. It was unfortunate. Houston was hurt. You know, and he had to fill a big role. But for the first year in the role, he filled and played. And then the 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 how deep he went into the playoffs, that's something to start your career off in the league with, man. Not everybody do that. Not everybody get the playoff jump. But he played. He played and and, and was a, a factor. You know, was a part of the game plan and scheme. And so, when's the last time you talked to Breland? Man, I didn't. Probably early on in the season. It was early on in the season. The last time I spoke with him, man. Because first off, when you get in the season, man. And when they practice, they study, they film. I understand when it's when it's time to do things or time or it's your time, my time. I understand it's your time. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a part of it, but not to that extent or level where he was or for the tenure anyway. So we going to talk when we need to, though, when we need because we have mutual friends that we're always, that I'm always in contact with. And he'd be like, man, Bree, Bree, such and such, he's going to be down. So. When the time presents itself, opportunity, I'm sure we're going to be on the phone call, on phone call with each other. B. Bolden's one of your closest friends from Ole Miss and to this day, and y'all are in each other's weddings and all this, that, and the other. Yeah. What was the Super Bowl week like for the player when you talked to him? What was he going through and those kind of things? The 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 actual football week during the Super Bowl was more more lax, more media compared to just a regular typical week, especially, you know, with Belichick. Belichick is all secret. If you find out it's not the truth until Sunday when you actually see that that person is hurt or whatever it may be. So majority of the time he was like, they was really locked in and focused. Belichick tried to, you know, uh, a shadow, keep him away from everything. You know, can't do this, can't do that. But it was a, a celebration with the family, um, enjoying, enjoying the things, enjoying the city, wherever – they were playing uh, the stuff that they had rolled out for them, the events that they had to be uh, be at, certain um, press conferences, whatever it may be. But the whole week is a celebration, a celebration of just just the benefits of, of the labor throughout the year, the, the the big games that you won, the finishing out the games in certain plays, all those type of things, you know, and of course the money. Other things, the recognition you get and stuff of that of that nature, but it's just the fact of being in the Super Bowl that everybody tried. You had thirty two teams, and I didn't end up with these last two, and and at the end of this this game, it's who's going to be the champ of the year? Could say that it was the best, and and that's that's really all it was. And everybody trying to do what they need to do to 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 get to that common goal and to put something on tape to be that next year and possibly do it all over again. 
Located at 1801 West Jackson Avenue, Suite D103 in Oxford, Jackson Beer Company provides Oxford with handcrafted customer service and superior beer knowledge in the northern Mississippi market. Open seven days a week. Stop by and see Alan Jackson and the gang Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m., Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m., and on Sundays from noon until 5. At Jackson Beer Company, we help you handcraft your next event. Whether it's a wedding, Greek event, office party, fundraiser, or other special event, we offer discounts when you purchase in bulk. At Jackson Beer Company, it is our vision to provide Oxford and Northern Mississippi with handcrafted customer service and superior beer knowledge. We offer 10 different local and limited release beers on our growler station, so you will be able to enjoy draft beer at your home or at your next event. That's Jackson Beer Company, located at 1801 West Jackson Avenue, just off the Ole Miss campus in Oxford. Stop by and see them or give them a call today at 662-638- 3642. Jackson Beer Company is a proud supporter of Ole Miss Athletics. Did you ever do the whole party thing with any of your NFL friends? Be it Super Bowl week or anything? Did you ever travel anywhere and do something crazy? Not Super Bowl, but uh, New Year's, two years in a row, I went to Boston, went to Beantown. Uh, First year was when they played Miami. They played Miami New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's. And we went out. It was Ryan Mallett. Let's see. Ryan Mallett, Dante Stallworth, Patrick Chung. Um, and there was a few more few more other guys. That's a night to remember. I got into a, kind of an altercation with Patrick Chung that night. I don't Wait, know what, I how, what how? Um, because he just was speaking reckless towards his fiance. man. He was – well, if you, if, if you see Chung on the field and just can imagine – the things he say and some of the things he do on the field, just imagine the words, his word choice and his word selection. So, you know, and, and me, I, I, it's just I was at that point. I, I had got fed up with him and I was frustrated. And if nobody else wasn't going to say nothing, I said something. And I did. And B. Brandon was like, uh-uh, man, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm like, you're right. This ain't my house. I'm in Boston. You know, that uh, yep. So Mallow was like, chill out, bro, chill out, bro, chill out, big dog, chill out, big dog. But yeah, man, it just was crazy. And but after after that, we never really could be around each other anymore because there was always slick things being said or just we look at each other funny. But oh well, Patrick. Oh well. Are NFL players treated differently when you go out with them? You Hell you because ex- yeah, you, ex- you experienced all that in college. So and you hear stories about it, how you know that fans are going to be fans, but just from that the valley scratches the surface. You know when? Okay, so that night we went out to eat, and I it's it was stray stragos strayers or something on the water, and we was on the water in, on the bay out there, and we was in the city, and there were no tables. I remember there were no tables, nothing open. There was no bar. There was no room at the bar. We walk in. First off, we got out of a, a um. A Hummer, a Hummer limo, a stretch Hummer limo. And when we got out, we just pull out the front and everybody looking at us get out. Like, didn't no one really knew who we were until they saw Dante and they, t- and they saw Ryan. And then they just, oh, how you guys doing? How you guys doing? And there were no seating, no nothing. Wait, who's Dante and Ryan? Dante Stalwart oh. and Ryan Mallet. Okay. So, so. Oh, know, it's Ryan Mallet. The, the man, huh? the myth, the legend, Ryan Mallett. Okay. Yeah, D, D Ryan Mallett. You know, D Ryan Mallett. We had so many stories and stuff. We were just going back with talking about nothing. <laughs> so it was, it, that, that in itself was crazy. 
And when we got there, man, there was no table, no tables at all. So I remember um, it was my wife, his wife, Ryan's girl, and and some other girls at the time. I just don't remember who. They went through the ba- went to the bathroom, and we still standing there waiting on tables. Like, and I remember, bro, a midget came from out of the bathroom with my wife and them, and they was like, "Yeah, I can get you guys set up at a table." And bro, right, I like I. Ble- ble- Believe it or not, they had a, a table set up with like 15, like 18 of us. And it just set us up bottle water. They brought us like bottles of champagne and stuff to the table. They brought us appetizers. And Ryan was like, what y'all going to order? Uh, and then he came back. He was like, don't worry about it. We don't need to order nothing. They didn't already order it for us. So they had an order appetizers for us. Like whatever the appetizers were are the best. They put champagne on the table. And like this, because we got there around about 1130. Well, 11.15, seated around but 11.30, 11.45, like right all before midnight. And then the fireworks and stuff went off right on the water. And it was crazy, man. We got in there, sat down, ate, and left like at 12.10. And we got in and sat down and ate and did all that before people who had been waiting like 45 minutes to an hour. And I'm looking around. They're looking at us. I'm like, I'm just with the party. I, didn't, I ain't had nothing to do with this. But special treatment is an understatement, man. It's an understatement. There's, no, it's, it's a different world completely. C- completely. First off, you know, you know, you know, the, 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 say that's money, money in college football, but then when you look at the actual person being that business in the league, oh, what you want? Oh, what could I get you? All I need is a picture. And <laughs> it was just like that, bro. It, it was any and everything. It was crazy at stores, at gas stations. You don't have to pump gas. Is ridiculous. Buffalo Wild Wings. We went to Buffalo Wild Wings and we sat in there and ate. Me and Brandon, his wife, Leanne, and his kids. We sat down and ate. And before we got our wings, we had to leave. Every five seconds. Hey, can I get a picture? Hey, could you sign this? Hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do this stance? Hey, could you hold my baby and take a picture with my husband? And then um, uh, uh, then you take a picture with my husband and the baby. Then you take a picture with me and the baby. Then you take a picture with just the baby. Then you take a picture with just me. Then you take a picture with my husband. Then you take a picture holding uh, my husband's hat and all of that. So it, I was like, man, it's getting on my nerve. You ready to go? So, so that part, I know it comes with the territory, but then at a certain extent, man, I'm just up in here trying to get, trying to get me a, you know, a pitcher of beer and some wings and watch the game or something, something else on TV. So it, I can, it, 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 it aggravated me, it bothered me. So I can only imagine then we just got up and left. Which, <laughs> which school when you were in recruiting offered you the most stuff on the side? To be honest. I never really got not offered nothing on the side. Really? Like, like I promise you, bro. So my first, like, freshman and sophomore year when people was talking about they got this or they got that, and I'm like, well, 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 was I talking to the wrong person? Did I go about it wrong? Is there a secret code word I was supposed to be using when I was supposed to, <laughs> like, like, do two winks or something, a wink and a gun? I'm like, because everything people was talking about, like, Oh man, you know they gonna they gonna they gonna grease you up. They gonna get you here, get you there. I ain't see none of that, bro. I promise you, I ain't seen none of that. Like, like none of that. None of the bribery to get and come to a school or be like, oh, you gonna come here and we gonna do this. I didn't see none of that. The people around me, surrounding me, maybe, but I I wasn't a part of none of that. I didn't maybe maybe because I wasn't from Mississippi, and I went to a school in Mississippi. Maybe it'd have been different if I'd have went to LSU. But I didn't. But even when I was on the campus of LSU, 
none of that was talked about. None of that was said. None of that was heard. You hear it, like people just saying. You don't have to name names, but were there players from other schools that you still are close with that have talked about the stuff they got? Hell yeah. Some of them still in them vehicles. (laughs) Some of them still in them damn cars, man. And I can believe it because I'm still driving my car from 2008, so. Some of them still in them cars, man. And and some of them, that was their first and their last car. That's like all they have from college and from that education. Like that education was actually, you know, they, they... they are the statistic of playing ball and then finishing school and may have a degree or may not have a degree. I'll just and simply say that if uh, all it takes is a car to bring millions of dollars into your university and to go win on a football field, worth the yeah, investment. You, That's I'll, a very listen, small investment. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. So I'm LSU. different about Alabama, you know, giving cards and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's obvious Alabama thing. and LSU, like I'm telling you, did you see you you ain't see the tweets after Alabama lost? Nick Saban taking oh, yeah. all the talking about Nick Saban taking all the charger keys. <laughs> that ain't just that ain't just a text. That is not just a text. This ain't got nothing to do with us, but you know, LSU, LSU, everybody drive GM vehicles. Everybody. Wow. Is that is that a coincidence? I think not. You know, when they go look at it, they go see, but they just can't prove it. Cause I know for a fact. When I was coming out of high school, let's name some names of people that were recruited everywhere else and end up at LSU. Okay? You got Jai Eugene. You got Ryan Perilou. You got L. Woods. You got uh you got you got Leonard Fournette. You got Honey Badger. And now that's all from New Orleans who could have went any and everywhere they possibly you know, and then you got other people like, 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 God bless the dead, Joe McKnight. Joe McKnight left from New Orleans and went to USC. We know that was a whole different type of story out there. You can go to, or you can go all the way back. Chris Markey, Chris Markey left New Orleans and went to went to UCLA. Man, look, I didn't. I think I was talking to the wrong people, but I wasn't really even thinking about none of that. You didn't know off, the th- you, you didn't know what you didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. Because me, first off. In my mind, I still was a basketball player, man. I was still a basketball player. I just would have to be going to football on, or going to college on a football scholarship. You know, so none of that. But I did, I do remember a specific conversation that um, a specific player had with one of the uh, D-line coaches at LSU. I don't remember the D-line coach name, but, man, he, man, he, I think he coached for the Jets or somebody now. And he has, what do you call that sickness? Uh, Villa Ligo? Villa type of, uh, whatever it is. But it was Al Wood and Al Wood daddy. And Al Wood's daddy told him, uh, Lil Al, don't you say nothing. Because then, if they ain't talking the right amount of money, we ain't saying shit. We're going to leave today. And that was that junior day. And I was like, what? I was like, what? I, had, I I was green to it, then I had no clue, and it was talking about it right there. You know where you end up signing there, right? <laughs> LSU, yeah. of course. Yeah. If I'd have offered you the opportunity to either A, win a national championship in college, or B, not get hurt and make it to the NFL like you expected to and were on track to do and go to the Super Bowl, which would you have chosen? Ooh, Ben. I, I'm going to just take the not hurt, period, period. Cause that not hurt that. All right, then take that out of it completely. All right, as a player, Super Bowl, national uh, championship. Uh, the Natty. 
I think the Natty hold most weight than Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, because you think think about think about college, and then think about the Super Bowl. That's thirty two teams compared to all of these other schools and colleges. Man, that says a lot to be the national champion to go up against the likes of Alabama, Clemson, Florida State, LSU. You really don't know who it's going to be, but you have an idea of the top five, maybe top eight that may be competing for it. The NFL is four teams. You know, that Super Bowl, is that's, and you got that monetary value on it. But that, that, that feeling to know that you were on that natty at your school and you can go there no matter every year, no matter what game, no matter – what game, how old you are, or if your sons or whoever it may be, that's in there. It don't mean it does not necessarily mean your your kids may not make it to NFL to play football, but they can play in college, and may, they may not have a scholarship, but they may be a walk on. And then they look up there. My daddy was on that team, so I, I just think that that natty, that natty will hold more weight, man. Because you you think about it, I think football is a business from from from. High school, college to the NFL, but it's re- I, to me the real football is played in the college. In in college, for real, is everybody's hungry. It's a team, and then when you go to the next level, everybody's a brand. Everybody's their own entity. So college, you know, working together, and then you know, and, and people still, people are still juvenile, but are becoming young men. You know, so I, I just think that's more precious. You know, that's more memories. Those guys you're gonna remember forever, man. You remember when we beat Florida? Like that memory is never gonna go away from me. Period. And I know just because of those guys, and we end up beating the Heisman Trophy winner. Who won the Natty? So just you know what I'm saying? It's like he won the Natty, but we blemished a perfect season for him. Well, it, it goes into the whole psyche of whether to stay in school or go pro. And you and I have had this discussion countless times at this point, considering what happened to you. Go pro. Go pro. I'm saying it now. Go pro. Go pro. But you made the cho- choice to come back, and it wasn't just because you didn't think you were ready. I think you felt you were ready enough. I mean, what more could you have improved on as a senior to come back? Yeah, but it, but you it, want, it you just, wanted more of the experience. and Yeah, that's now, exactly what it was. So I didn't, it speaks to the psyche of the player. It depends on what college means to you. I think all players should take the approach of your one-man business and – uh, you shouldn't have any loyalty to the school that you attend so much as they have the same loyalty to you as a player. I mean, they don't have much of any loyalty to you at all. They'll honor you a couple times at a football game of the course of your life. But other That's than it. that, I mean, they're not supporting you financially or doing anything to help you after you've graduated. So, nope. but you, but Ole Miss meant a little bit more to you. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that in a way to disparage those who go and choose not to stay at Ole Miss or that they feel that way themselves, that they don't have the same type of loyalty, only that, you were really intrinsically linked with your school. For some reason, like, you really wanted – like, Ole Miss would, became your life. It's now a part of everything you do in a way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it made me who I am, man. It molded me. It cultivated me into what I was, you know. Um, 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 man, family members didn't speak to me because of my decision to play football where – where they thought I shouldn't because I wouldn't be welcome. And, and so so it was pivotal to me. And, you know, and, and when I was there, there was a lot of life-changing things that happened, like the James Meredith statue, uh, the presidential um, um, debate and all that was on campus. Man, I, I couldn't say I was a part of that if I went to any other school. And, you know, and that all of that, it was like, man, if I leave, okay, when will I'm going to come back? I know I'm going to come back. But then at that point, I really didn't want to leave. You know, because I felt like I just wasn't done there yet. You know, and if I would have left, who's to say where I would be now? You know, things happen for a reason. And I think I, I just, I wasn't finished. My time wasn't finished there. It just wasn't finished. 
Okay, right now, this moment, Rams or Patriots? I'm taking I'm taking time. I gotta take time, but man, listen. All right. Can I take that back? Because I want the Rams to win. Yeah. I really I I, I Belichick is a great mind, but I don't think his mind is like Sean like McVeigh's mind. Oh, that is that is horse hockey. No, no, oh, I'm that not is horse that. hockey. Bill Belichick is the greatest NFL coach of all listen, time. Tom Brady is the greatest a, football player in the history of the NFL. Those are facts. Right. You just let me finish. When McVay opened up this playbook, bro, when he opens just up this remember, playbook. Sean McVay is to the new age of offense that Bill Belichick has been for defense over the course of the last decade and a half. I'm just ready to watch the game. I'm, I, it's, you know what? I, I said I'm gonna go with Brady, but just to be the devil's advocate, I want him to lose. And the league, see, how I, mean, I, I want him to lose. That's guy. not what I'm doing I here. I'm, I just, I don't want to do the comparison thing. I, I want them to lose too. I don't, don't want another Patriots win. I want the Rams to win. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I will say that this is the worst outcome of all of the outcomes from the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game, the matchups for the Super Bowl. This is the one that was the most boring to me. That's yeah. why I'm not interested. I'm picking the Patriots to win because the Patriots. But I want the Rams to win. I, I think you would have had a far more compelling game with any of the Rams and Chiefs or the Saints and the Chiefs. I think either one, either one of those would have been far more interesting than this outcome. Yeah, it would have been a high-scoring game. This is going to be 24 to 10. Like, 24 to 7. I think it'll be more 31-24, which in the new age NFL is a low-scoring game. 31-27, something like that. Something yeah, weird. Yeah. So who you pick? I'm picking the Patriots to win, but who are you picking? Who are you taking? You're a betting man. I say you got to lay $1,000 down right now on a team. You're picking who? I'm picking Brady, of course. you got to bet yeah. with him. Yeah, and that's why, yeah, yeah. I Especially will say, after you get that uh, vegan shake at halftime, I'm telling you, it's, that's just, that's Mike Seiko stuff. I will say, while Tom Brady is far and away the greatest quarterback of all time, that Patriots team has been the benefactor of the worst division in football for the last 15 years. The Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins. You couldn't True. ask for a better trio of colossal incompetence. Yeah. All they got to score is like maybe 21 points a game. I mean, it just competency, consistent competency, is going to win you 10 to 12 games a year. And that's and what you got players. from the Patriots, consistent competency. Yeah. Well, uh, consistent time Brady. Like, it took a miracle for the Dolphins to beat the Patriots this year. It took a miracle. And a, and a strange decision having Rob Gronkowski guarding the end zone line yeah. On what would have been a 70-yard pass from Ryan Tannehill when no, everyone and their mother knew that he couldn't throw the ball 70 yards in the air. The so only no difference reason. this time when he beat the Patriots was Brandon was on the team. And Brandon scored two touchdowns, and that was by yep. design. <laughs> that was, yep. that was yep. crazy. Yeah, He's Kentrell Lockett at Clark underscore Kentrell on Twitter. I've been Garrett at Spirit Ben. The Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Uh, you can come watch it with me if you want to. I mean, the invitation's always there. I know. Oh, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know. You've driven to my house one time. I've driven to yours now, what, six times? Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, Nate, why, why, why you got to do that, bro? You try to make me feel bad and guilty all work? at the same time. Did yeah, it, it did. It come out, my mouth kind of dropped. Then that's why I did it, because it right. succeeded. So, yeah. He's Ken right. Locker, former Ole Miss defensive lineman. Thanks, man. We'll talk again. No problem, bro. See you later. R.I.P. Phillips. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? 
Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. That was former Ole Miss defensive lineman Kentrell Lockett on the Cheney's Pharmacy phone line. This is Ben Talk of Champions. I've been Garrett at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. The number one thing Ole Miss-wise you're watching for this weekend. Go. Visits going on at other places. Jerry Ealy is going to be in Alabama. John Plumley is going to be at Florida State. Lakaya Henry is at Texas. That's the number one thing I got my eye on this weekend. Number one for me, Ole Miss-Mississippi State. Ole Miss needs that win at home. It's a big one. The stretch coming up, opportunity to stack some wins on top of each other, but it starts with Mississippi State, especially after that tough loss at Florida. Need to get that one, but the resume, it's not the end of the world. It's not time to quite yet panic. It's getting there. Make no mistake. This is not in any way a a sunshine-pumping affair. It's getting there, but it's not time to panic just yet. That Florida win would have been so huge, and I understand the frustration with not fouling. I I myself questioned it, and I'm not sure what the thinking was. And though I heard Kermit Davis wrote a story about it that you can find on the Ole Miss spirit, still not sure I agree with it, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Kermit Davis, I think, has earned up to this point some leeway, even though you can be frustrated with that decision. We'll see. We'll see what happens against Mississippi State. Can they finally bounce back and get back to a winning formula? Remember, though, however however this team finishes – this was a free shot. Year one was a free shot, right? I mean, 17 and a half wins, I think we said, is the over-under. Now, David, tongue-in-cheek, said NCAA tournament was going to happen. We got to remember, though, this team did have limitations. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. I don't think the NCAA tournament's out of the picture just yet. Uh, they better turn the tide soon or it will be. One last visit going on elsewhere that we're going to have an eye on this weekend Jonathan Mingo is going to be in Athens, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, so th- those are those are five visits right there that we're going to be watching closely that aren't taking place in Oxford, Mississippi this weekend. Quickly, does Mingo have a no doubt offer? Like they're going to hold a place for him no matter what. You know, I talked to uh, I talked to a source over at Georgia earlier this week, and uh, you know, it could be a situation there, and I don't want to say this for sure, but it certainly could be a situation where they're kind of kind of waiting to see what some other receiver does. Uh, before they would take a commitment from him. I don't have that down 100%. But uh, Georgia, look, Georgia's recruiting as good as anyone right now. And, uh, you know, is there a spot for Mingo? I don't know. I I know Kirby Smart likes him enough that he came to Jackson, Mississippi this week to convince him to come to Athens, Georgia this weekend. And I'll just have to leave it at that. Uh, But I think Jonathan Mingo is going to be a rebel next Wednesday. Subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions, and iTunes. We're also available on SoundCloud. Simply search Talk of Champions. David and I both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. You can find the podcast there as well, and also the best coverage of Ole Miss Athletics news. Thanks, man. We'll talk next week. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.